the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you with us. I'm working remotely today. A little precaution against whatever this bug is that I have. I don't want to give it to any of my coworkers. We appreciate Antonio Sabato Jr., the actor who's in God's Not Dead 4, joining us at 1130. If you missed that interview, I would highly recommend you catch it on the podcast. Search uh, podcast under the Listen tab at 989theanswer.com. You can always leave us a message after hours if you'd like to comment on our show content, 844-TALK-989. 844-TALK-989. You can also take us with you wherever you go with the iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com apps or download our own app. The Answer app is search 989FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Governor Mike DeWine says uh, he will not pick a favorite to endorse in the Republican Senate field, state of Ohio, but that he will support whoever the Republican candidate is. Now, that's a little bit interesting because, of course, some of the Republican Senate candidates have been very critical of Governor DeWine, and he says that's just all part of politics and he's not going to endorse Tim Ryan um, or, you know, anyone on the Democratic side. That's good. Uh, But it will be interesting if Josh Mandel is the candidate because Josh Mandel has been uh, very, very pointed in his criticism of Mike DeWine. So has Bernie Moreno. Others not as pointed, but still very pointed. I mean, I think Mike Gibbons has been critical of the governor. Jane Timken has. Uh, and speaking of Jane Timken, uh, her her internal polling, I guess, is the way to say it. I saw the other day uh, notes that she is making this push uh, to make inroads on the the lead or the perceived lead that Josh Mandel has among the six major candidates for the Republican Senate nomination. Uh, Well, be careful what you wish for, because now Club for Growth, which is the super PAC or the PAC that has been running all the anti-J.D. Vance ads. You you hear the ads? Oh, J.D. Vance said this about Donald Trump. J.D. Vance is a phony. J.D. Vance, J.D. Vance. Uh, He's a squish, you know, all this stuff. Club for Growth is an organization that has Josh Mandel as its preferred candidate. So now Club for Growth has just released a 30-second ad targeting Jane Timken. So I guess this is uh, a form of flattery in that if Club for Growth, which is preferring Josh Mandel, is coming after you as a candidate, then they must perceive you to be enough of a threat that they're that you are worth spending their money on to paint in an unflattering light, or that you have given them something which they feel like they can use to expose you to the Ohio Republican voter electorate as not as conservative as you are positioning yourself to be. 
So I'm not sure which it is, but Jane Timken is next in the crosshairs now that they have done their uh, aimed their cannons at J.D. Vance. Uh, I still think there's an awful lot, an awful lot of time uh, to pass yet before the May primary, and it would uh, it would surprise me if this does not end up being an extremely close race uh, by the time we get to May, because I think the candidates are 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 varied, and I think they are a lot of I think there are a lot of very qualified candidates. There are a lot of very well-heeled candidates in terms of their campaign coffers, and they've employed some very savvy, smart media strategists. So I think this race is going to really, really, really heat up, and it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that race. I, too, will support whoever comes out of that race as a Republican nominee. There are several I would be more excited about supporting, and I'll withhold letting you know who that would be. Uh, until we get a little bit closer to the time. So yesterday they had a big hoo-ha when Joe Biden put his signature on the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. So now the thing that they were able to get through bipartisan-wise, 13 Republicans in the House, I think, voted for it, including Anthony Gonzalez, and... Quite a few Republicans voted for it in the Senate. It passed 90, uh, 69 to 30 in the Senate, including Rob Portman. Uh, and this, of course, was a question in the Republican Leadership Forum October the 26th at Genoa. Would you have signed this bill? I think Mike I think Mike Gibbons said no. I think Moreno said, I, I hate to quote, I know Gibbons said no. I know Matt Dolan said yes. Uh, Matt Dolan is the most Rob Portman-like of all the candidates, which I think, you know, I mean, I, Matt Dolan can be who he is. I don't want him to be a fake I just don't think that's going to resonate with voters in this particular election. And I find Matt Dolan's position on the LGBTQ issue in the state of Ohio, that it's an economic issue, I find that to be a nonsensical position with the way that conservative Republicans think. Uh, If Matt Dolan persists in becoming a sponsor of a bill that is trying to establish LGBTQ as a protected class in the state of Ohio, Matt Dolan does not reflect the values of the Republican Party. Uh, he would not have the endorsement. I don't, I would be disappointed. Let me put it this way. I'd be extremely disappointed if he got the endorsement of the Center for Christian Virtue, if he continues to be a co-sponsor of that bill. Uh, so anyway, we'll see where Matt Dolan lands. I don't think Matt Dolan has a chance in a million of winning the Republican primary in the state of Ohio because his positions are out of touch with the way that people of faith think, and people of faith are a big part of the Republican voting bloc in the state of Ohio. But this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that was signed includes a mammoth, mammoth amount of money, $67 billion, as a nationwide investment in Amtrak. Now, look, Amtrak, this reminds me of Joe Biden, as everyone knows, is a doddering old grandpa. And this reminds me of Biden's sitting around at the family, I don't know, Thanksgiving or, uh, you know, yeah, the family Thanksgiving. And uh, and they're asking him, you know, Grandpa, back in your time, how did you celebrate Thanksgiving? Oh, well, back in my time, you know, we'd get up in the morning and we'd go out and we'd walk in the woods and we would uh, shoot a turkey. And then we would come in and we would uh, we'd, uh, clean the turkey and then we would uh, 
uh, cook the turkey over an open fire, and we should do that. That's how we should do Thanksgiving. Okay, great, Grandpa. That's how we'll do it. Instead of going to Kroger and buying a turkey and thawing it out and cooking it in the convection oven in an hour and a half, uh, we'll do it your way. And this is just exactly the same for me with Amtrak. Amtrak was an idea that had its time, and its time passed. And its time passed 20 years ago. Now, there may be places in America where Amtrak works. The state of Ohio is not one of those places. It's not one of those places. And this has been like the Bigfoot of mass transportation efforts in the state of Ohio for as long as I can remember being a voting adult. Oh, if we can only get a rail corridor connecting Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Columbus. Oh, oh, the development this will bring along the rail corridor. If you could only get in a train in downtown Columbus and take it to Cleveland and do whatever you have to do in Cleveland, watch a ball game, go to a concert, go out to dinner at the Flats, and come back home, oh, this would be the most wonderful thing ever. Look, the amount of money that it would take to spend on train stations and Amtrak trains and publicity and ticketing and infrastructure and marketing and everything else for the few number of people and maintenance for the few number of people who would use Amtrak to the extent that Amtrak would have to be used to become self-sustaining and profitable, there is just no chance in a largely rural state like the state of Ohio that this will work. And most states in our country are like this. I know there are exceptions where, you know, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, where trains make perfect and total sense. People get on the train in some Danbury, Connecticut, take it into New York City, take the train home at night. Okay, fine. Good for you. It's not how I would want to do it. You can do it that way. You don't want to get parked in the Lincoln Tunnel every morning? Fine. Do it that way. But in the state of Ohio, if you have to drive from Dublin to downtown Columbus, park your car at a train station, get on the train, stop in Delaware, stop in Mansfield, stop somewhere else, stop somewhere else along the way, stop in Strongsville, stop in downtown Cleveland, get off in downtown Cleveland, get out, call an Uber, take an Uber to downtown Cleveland, to wherever you are, 10, 15 blocks away at your business appointment, finish your business, walk or get another Uber back to the train station and do it all over again in reverse. It's my opinion that people in the state of Ohio are not going to do that. We are not going to do that. Business conditions evolve, and they evolve past the point where Amtrak made any sense for the state of Ohio and for a Columbus-Cleveland-Cincinnati rail corridor. And for us to, in effect, go out and hunt the Thanksgiving turkey on Thanksgiving morning by spending tens of billions of dollars on Amtrak expansion because Grandpa Joe Biden thinks that this is a great way for us to do modern transportation is insane. It is insane. We, If we would invest this money in domestic oil drilling, <laughs> this would make so much more sense because one of the things that Americans have always prized and will always prize, even though the government is doing its dead-level best to crush this attitude in the average American citizen, is the attitude of independence, of complete and total autonomy. You want to get in your own car. 
in the privacy of your own car without anybody, a stranger driving you in an Uber or being in a strange car or sitting around strangers on a train. You want to get in your own car at your own pace and drive to Cleveland and do what you're going to do and come back on your own time. And if you want to make a stop, you make a stop. If you don't want to make a stop, you don't have to make a stop. That, to me, is an unchangeable character trait of citizens, not just in the state of Ohio, but everywhere. And for us to waste this money talking about some pie-in-the-sky rekindling of Amtrak and its future in the United States, let alone in the state of Ohio, is a complete and utter waste of time. Now, while Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were in Atlanta yesterday lying about election voting suppression that does not exist in Georgia or anywhere else, uh, there was an interesting exchange on Capitol Hill between Senator Ted Cruz of Texas and uh, an FBI official by the name of Jill Sanborn. They were having hearings on, of course, January 6th, because if you're a Democrat, everything is January 6th. Everything has to be viewed through the prism of January 6th. Voting suppression is viewed through the prism of January 6th. Uh, The border is open because we can't let all these yahoos who rioted on January the 6th dictate the the, uh, way that our country views uh, illegal immigrants. Everything is January 6th. Every day is January 6th. And anybody who voted for Donald Trump is a January 6th insurrectionist. So Ted Cruz yesterday just had a couple simple questions for Jill Sanborn of the FBI. And he wanted to know and asked, were there any FBI agents or informants who committed crimes of violence on January the 6th? Any FBI agents or informants? Now, this would seem to be a very easy question to answer, wouldn't it? Because everyone knows, because we've been told nothing but this, that everyone who rioted on January the 6th was somebody who wanted to overthrow the United States government and keep the uh, assembled legislators from affirming the results of the November election. Certainly no FBI official or informant would take part in such an exercise, such an existential threat to democracy. So you would have expected Jill Sanborn to answer, well, of course not, Senator. No. Instead, Jill Sanborn's answer was, no comment. I'm not allowed to answer that. I can't divulge that information. Hmm. Strange answer. Did any agents or informants actively participate in the January 6th riots at the Capitol? Can't answer that one either. Very interesting. Did any FBI agents or informants actively and encourage or incite crimes of violence on January 6th? They didn't have to crash in any barriers. They didn't have to push any policemen. They didn't have to go through any windows or doors. They just had to say, hey, go, go see, the window's open. Go, go, go get them, go get them. <coughs> and she also could not answer that. And then Ted Cruz asked her, who is Ray Epps? Now, this Ray Epps phenomenon has been something that has been at the forefront of Republican skeptics about January 6th and it being all about this uh, Trump-directed mob of people trying to overthrow the election. Ray Epps is a very large man who's on tape the night before the riot on videotape 
telling people, tomorrow we have to get into the Capitol. He's stressing that. He's pointing. Into the Capitol. He's a large man. He's wearing a red hat, probably a MAGA hat. He's got a beige coat on. We have to get into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. And he's surrounded by all these other people. All these other people who, you know, are rural bumpkins from uh, rural America uh, who have come to Columbus on their international harvester tractors and combines because they're, you know, they're like Don Lemon said. They couldn't spell uh, Ukraine if you gave them a letter U and a picture of a crane. They're all a bunch of idiots. So when Ray Epps says tomorrow we got to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol, all these people, of course, responded in unison, yeah, 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 into the Capitol, right, yeah, let's go. No, they didn't respond that way. You hear Ray Epps say, tomorrow we got to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol, and immediately, immediately, the people respond, no, no. And then several of them start shouting, fed, fed, fed. They know this guy, or they think this guy is a plant, that he's a federal agent, in the crowd, aiming to gin up violence so that, it's a long list, Schumer, Pelosi, AOC, Omar, Tlaib, and others, can perpetually portray Republicans as anarchists. So they initially, they right away know this guy's a phony. So Ted Cruz asked, who's Ray Epps? Oh, I, I know who you're talking about, but I'm not allowed to answer that question either. So why would we not be suspicious about what happened at the Capitol on January the 6th? We know what happened. What happened was wrong. But what was the FBI's role in it, if any? Seems like a pretty simple question. and pretty, Seems like a pretty easy denial by the FBI to say, we had no role in that. We would never be a part of that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.